Talking Talk. I'm Alex. And I'm Natalie. And we are together, Passion Through Polaroids. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and inspire instant film enthusiasts by updating you all with the latest in tips, techniques, and trends. We'll also share with you current events brewing within the instant film community of Instagram. <laughs> Today's recording date is Sunday, November 8th. Today, we will be discussing how the U.S. presidential election unintentionally impacted an instant film contest. We'll also Ooh. share our thoughts on the latest special edition film, which was announced this weekend. Ooh. And during our Polaroid fact time, I'll be taking you back to the 3Ds. I mean, the 30s. Before Polaroid's work focused on instant film and something a little more eye-popping. <laughs> Of course, we'll wrap up the episode with our weekly Focus On segment, in which Alex and I reflect on the progress we've made on current Polaroid projects, in addition to setting our Polaroid intentions for the week. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsor who makes this podcast possible. I am so glad this election is over. It ain't over yet, honey. Uh, technically, no, it is not. You are right. But I did find it really weird how our U.S. presidential election actually affected a recent Polaroid challenge. It did? It did. Uh, it was the hashtag film is not a dead challenge. Do you remember what that one was so you can share with our audience? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much like our Halloween spooky challenge, babe. Basically, people were submitting Halloween-like photos, nice and spooky. And about day before the photos were due, I noticed that somebody had commented on the original post saying that Instagram didn't like their photo because it contradicted with election material. Instagram never likes any of my photos either. So they told this to Polaroid and Polaroid actually commented back with that Hmm, thinking emoticon. And sure enough, the next day, happened to see that they had announced they'd be extending the deadline for the competition, confirming that platform restrictions around the election have been affecting multiple submissions. Um, so yeah, participants were encouraged to submit their photos via DM instead. I find that really crazy. I don't know what part of the contest would have conflicted with misinformation about the election like film is not undead maybe that was just too many double negatives being used <laughs> like no no this has to be wrong no that can't be true get out of here with your photos and your undead film <laughs> or maybe it was the voting process who knows oh that i think was I think it may have been planned. Conspiracy theory time with What happened with the voting is there was a tie for the first time ever. Supposedly ever. Polaroid shared on its story, oh, of the four photos that you all voted on, two of them have tied. This has never happened before. We need you guys to vote on a winner. How convenient. Right, that the first time there's ever been a tie is also the same week as the election, which also affected those participating in the competition. I mean, this could be true, obviously, 
that is an option, but I think it's just a little too convenient. Well, if I work at Polaroid and I'm not having drinks with my psychiatrist friend, and they're like, <laughs> there, if you post the word vote, they will have a little surge in their emotions and go, ooh, adrenaline, and click on your link. That will be okay for one day, then it expires. You remind me of the bat from Anastasia. I liked the bat I don't very think much. I've ever seen Anastasia. When I was little, I used to think that Anastasia was Anas... What's the... Anastasia? Anastasia! So I think that it just a sleepy mover. I don't know what I thought, but... Oh dear. Anastasia, Anastasia. Tomato, tomato. Anastasia, Anastasia. Well, let's get into the two photos that everyone did have to vote on. Because I do think you're right. Because they used that voting bit, I definitely went back and looked at the winner with a little yeah, of course. attached. I did the same thing. Yeah, like I would normally go back and look at the winner anyway, especially for the sake of reporting it on this podcast. But I had a little more personal investment in going back and looking at who the winner was. Let's go ahead and discuss those top two photos and a little bit of the techniques that was used for each. The first photo, which was the runner-up, was taken by account Passion Over Purpose. Mm, I love that name. I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to vote just for the name. <laughs> I set that aside. Uh, Passion Over Purpose chose to do a, set, a double exposure. With iType color film. And I first have to say this artist is an amazing visual artist in several ways. If you check out their profile, there's a lot of elegantly detailed sketches and paintings in addition to a creepy collection of Polaroids featuring reassembled doll parts. Mm, that's an affinity of mine too. Her submission for this particular challenge featured the first exposure as a portrait of a woman whose eyes appear closed and her lips are gently sealed as if in a somber contemplative state. And the overlapping second exposure consists of flames of fire burning brightly and ominously illuminating her face. Like it's about to consume her. <sighs> like a witch, perhaps. Mm. Like Salem witch child's kind of vibes going on. Mm. But the colors were really neat. And like those blues that are in the first photo of the portrait and then contrasted with the yellows and the bright whites from the flame. That looked really neat. It almost looked like a roller mark. I didn't realize it was a double exposure the first time I saw it. Which is something I love about Polaroid too, that you can glance at it and think it's one thing and realize it's another just by reading a small detail or a hashtag on someone's Polaroid photo. It's so easy to make an assumption on how somebody did a photo or what it is, but to go in to read those little details and the content for the photo and the hashtags for it, there's usually a little something that people like to leave in there, from what I found at least, and that makes it really special. Right, because you might have some people, like Passion Over Purpose, in this particular photo on their account, they actually shared the type of camera and then the method that they used to take the photo. Precisely. Some, yeah, some, I know like us, we use that space of captions more for pros and the journaling content that you create, so sometimes we'll use the hashtags instead as a way to still share what the technique was that we used for a photo. What a great point. Would you like to point out our second photo? Oh boy, would I? From Cron Shoe. 
It's an amazing double exposure on dual chrome. It's a type of self-ghost. Uh, full name, Cromwell Shoebarth. Uh, his father was a Polaroid engineer back in its heyday, which is really, really cool. Uh, his work is definitely, definitely a must-see. With an affinity for expired film, his images appear ethereal, particularly given his dreamy costume-clad subjects. This particular photo just makes me feel like if I were to project myself into the photo and in the place of the woman, it would be me gently reminding myself things are going to be okay because the first image, which almost seems as if it is from the past, mm. is so distressed like it's looking back, a ghost of the past. And yourself saying it's okay to let go and just a gentle hand on the shoulder that thinks they're going to be okay. And that continuous cycle of how that just happens over and over and how we have to constantly meet ourselves where we're at. Almost more of like a angelic reminder versus a spooky spirit of sorts. In my head, that's what came to mind. And that's what I love about Polaroid. And I love when... People leave those comments on our photos, and when I read them on other artists' photos, especially of someone's perception and what they think of, because for me as an artist to hear that from someone is so cool and powerful, because one photo can have such a different meaning, but be just as important to each party, and it's just really, really cool. Thank you, Cromwell, and thank you to Passion Over Purpose as well. Yeah, so congratulations to both of you and all the other artists that were mentioned and included um, in this contest. Just to just to be picked by a Polaroid is always a really fun day when you go to check your Instagram and see Polaroid in your DMs. Right, and especially if you hung in there, like if you posted your first photo and then Instagram said, no, you're trying to misinform people about the election. <laughs> <laughs> Still went above and beyond just a minute. Hats off to you. Like even if you didn't win, you should know. You have great mental toughness and perseverance. One other thing to mention from the Mothership is its latest announcement of a special type of film. This is the new Golden Moments Edition. It's only going to be available as iType. It's nice having those solid colors as frames. I think sometimes the patterns as frames are a little bit too much for me, and I think they take away from a photo. Nice I can colors. plan around gold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can plan around gold. One of my favorite frames was the black and gold glitter dust. So that was so fun to go around. So just to have gold on the outside, I could plan around that. Especially coming up for the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, that's a great time to have gold. And it comes only as a double pack as well. So you can't even buy it single, just double only. 16 photos. Man, save some for Easter. For Easter? <laughs> yeah. I'd want to take a bunch of photos of the chocolate Easter bunnies. And then they have all the gold wrapping around them, like when you open them. So take photos of all the Easter uh, chocolates. I um, see, I and see. And then they're in gold wrapping. <laughs> I don't really take pictures of eggs <laughs> with the gold frames, so they're all like gold encased eggs. Yeah. But I like yours with the chocolate bunnies. <laughs> but yeah, it's only available for iType film. I know somebody had told us that there was a way to use iType film in a 600 camera that's something to do with the battery. We'll look more into that. But I did learn today, opposite way around, 600 film is basically like the type O blood of Polaroid film. 
I didn't realize this. You can put 600 film into an iTech camera and it works. You can put 600 film into an SX70 and it works. Now, if you put it into an SX70, you should use a neutral density filter. Absolutely. But the fact that 600 film can go into any of them, it's like the type of blood. That's pretty cool. So I'm definitely going to do some research on the iType film and how, if any way, we can manipulate it so that it can be used in a 600 camera. If you know, please let us know so that we can start doing it and we can give you credit and share with everybody else. Watch your hacks. Stay tuned. And now for the community segment of our podcast. Now for an update with the real trick with Picture Man Bob. What has Picture Man Bob been up to this week? Last that we checked in, he had just left New Mexico where he was hanging out with Jarrell, um, Jarrell the Snail. And he has spent this past week in Florida visiting Forest. She was previously known as Instant Shutterlust, and her Instagram name has now changed to Polaroid Guts. I like it. <laughs> they seem to have spent a lot of awesome times outdoors, a lot of beach videos he was sharing. Uh, they definitely played with a few different types of double exposures, uh, a few gel filters. It looks like they posted a really fun one with red and blue that reminded me of 3D glasses Ooh. back in the day, uh, which I think we might come back around to that topic soon. <laughs> Foreshadowing. And Bob is on his way up the coast now. So this is the final stretch of his trip. And I believe this last portion, he'll be visiting with warm July sun, a Polaroid a day. Warm July sun is one of my favorite people to talk to. So I know Picture Man Bob is going to have a wonderful time. Hang out with him and Jensen family. It'll be so cool. I have to wonder if they'll do some staged photos. I think one of the coolest things that Addison does a great job with kind of doing her own like photo shoots with her family. As we talked about in our interview with her in our Passion Presents collection, Addison will often um, have her daughters dress up or put certain things on or her husband Jensen will have paint on his face. <laughs> Our favorites. So I have to wonder maybe what they might get up to with Bob. Mm. I mean, Bob did like hand-drawn temporary tattoos with me. I don't know what he'll do with Addison. He could get some crazy stuff. I look forward to seeing their trip together and yeah. how it goes. Moving on, it is time for our Polaroid Fact of the Week with Alejandro. Oh. 3D glasses were first demonstrated in 1936 but not debuted to the public until 1939 at the New York World's Fair. That year, at the New York World's Fair, Polaroid and Chrysler both teamed up to create a mural and a film, showing one of its cars coming together part by part, which I think is so cool that there was not only just a standalone image painting on a wall, which in 1936 you walk by and, oh, that's a car! Someone hands you a pair of glasses and, oh shit, did I take some acid? Put the cars on the wall. And to have a film to go with that as well, just really, really cool. The fair itself was one of George Wheelwright's last hurrahs with Polaroid before his permanent California vacation in 1940. 
Wheelwright was one of the co-founders of early Polaroid before it was actually Polaroid. He had provided financing in the beginning, but with Land coming up with every single idea, his role was now growing obsolete. That year, 1940, was even when Land Wheelwright Laboratories was officially renamed the Polaroid Corporation. Pretty neat little fact included in the neat little fact. Little meta fact for you there. Fact within a fact. Well, that was pretty cool. I don't think most people think of 3D technology being so early, like prior to World War II even. Yeah, I don't think people generally relate 3D with Edwin Land or Polaroid. And the fact that the invention of the 3D being revealed to the public kind of tied in with the naming of the Polaroid Corporation in kind of the same aspect is really cool. Yeah, because when he was still working with Wheelwright, a lot of their work focused more so on optics. Yes. Uh, so to have a 3D glasses demonstration come out of that was very logical at the time, that when you look back knowing what Polaroid did now, to think, oh, Polaroid made 3D glasses? Like, it's not the first thing that would come to mind. So it just shows you how some things start one way and then quickly can evolve and change into something completely different. Absolutely. Many people forget that Edwin Land debuted the Polaroid camera at an optical society meeting. It, it was wasn't a huge press. It wasn't at Times Square in a it Polaroid. It was an optical society meeting. It so. wasn't even for photographers. Moving on to our focus ons. During this segment, Alex and I review a little bit about our own experience working with Polaroid looking at what our goals were for the past week, how are our projects progressing, and what are some new upcoming intentions we might set. So Alex, I'll turn it over to you. What were you focused on last week, and what are your intentions for this coming week? Ooh, so last week, this past week, I focused on treating my life as kind of like a movie and seeing if I would want to watch that movie every day. And then at the same time, using films and movies to utilize Polaroid film and incorporate all three worlds together. A really fun trip that Natalie, I, and my best friend Dave had on Thursday. Thursday this week is we went to go visit the LA River and one of the filming scenes of the movie Drive uh, featuring Ryan Gosling, soundtrack by Cliff Martinez, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, just one of my favorite films ever. I watched it so many times and never thought that it was filmed here in LA. And when I found an article with 12 locations that were in LA, ooh, did I get super, super excited. So I have a whole list of filming locations uh, from the movie Drive, and it's been a new inspiration for me this last week. And I don't know, it's really cool. When I find things like that, I take it and run. I don't think about it. If I have the energy, I go for it. So in that respect of going for it with the energy, I have been also embracing the holiday spirit. As soon as November first hit, I had Christmas music playing and been saying happy holidays to everybody. Uh, it just really it's, excites me. And Christmas time gives me an excuse to act the way I feel the rest of the year. So that's why I love it so much. This coming week, I hope to be patiently enthusiastic and enjoy life in the moment without expectations. 
maybe a few Polaroids too. I think it's really neat that you have decided to start looking at some of your favorite films and their locations that have been shot here in LA and that you use them as an opportunity to go take a photo. You've done that several times now, and I think it's becoming a more regular practice for you, especially with Drive, because you want so many different photos at all of these different locations that are very notable. I even have the Drive jacket. He does. And so there are going to be some really good photos that we take with you in that jacket coming up. But yeah, you have taken photos inspired by other films, such as Rocky Three when he fights Mr. T and he goes to hang out with Apollo in California. You went over there and the gym wasn't there. Really, it was more like just the hotel that Rocky stays in. But you made a point to bring your Polaroid camera with you to work, bike over there afterward after like somebody else tried to steal your bike <laughs> and took a photo of the building. Uh, hotel you, Lorraine. Yeah, and then you did a manipulation with it. So that was one of them that you've taken. Another one was from Nightcrawler. You went to you. <laughs> you went and took that over at Chinatown Express. Which you pointed out to me. It was so cool. <laughs> well, somebody in our run club had told me about it while we were on a run, and I thought that was really fascinating. I wouldn't have known that Chinatown Express, which we pass frequently, was in that movie. It's pretty neat to embrace that part of LA. Uh, just movie locations I didn't know that were all around us. Even Hotel Lorraine itself is right next to the Ghostbusters firehouse. That's not in New York? It's in LA. Wow, well, perhaps if you are inspired by a film nearby where you live, let us know which movie you're trying to go capture similar shots to. Or even if you just try to recreate a particular scene from the film. You went right where I was going. Yeah, I would love to hear what people are doing in regards to that. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, so maybe if you're feeling bored or uninspired, think of one of your favorite films or shows or short movies. I'm sure Natalie has a great idea right now about one because her mouth just dropped. And you can just do it at home and just try to recreate one of your favorite scenes from a movie and use that as Polaroid inspiration. Who knows? I think I have a new idea for our next photo challenge. I saw your eyes light up. It's going to be a good one. Natalie, my love, my life, my dear, other than me and our two beautiful kittens, what have your focus-ons been this week? Well, my focus-ons uh, are still an extension of last week's in which I've been using the camera as an excuse to try new things. As an example, I recently was moved to a new location for work, and so my route to work changed just a little bit. And that gave me a new opportunity to explore some things that are on the walk from my final bus stop to the actual place where I work. And there are some really cool things I'm looking forward to taking photos of there. Uh, a few cool, really neon signs. Scouting locations. Yes, but my favorite of which I'm hoping to capture this week, there is a custom chandelier shop. And all of the lights reflecting off all the glass in there looks divine. I want to take in the camera and get a good photo. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to and using my camera as that excuse to embrace something new around me. And it is also a great excuse to start thinking of holiday gifts. I really am that person where I would rather make something for someone and give it to them. And I want to make sure that the photos we give are very meaningful to that person because obviously it's not like a I'm being cheap and I like to take Polaroids. Here's a Polaroid. Keep it for your present. No, not like that. Like, actually, 
well thought out things for the people I love using instant film. Because a lot of those people listen to this podcast, I can't really say what some of those ideas are, except for one, he's smaller, he's not going to be listening. Alex and I have been talking about collaborating on a Lego manipulation piece for one of our younger cousins. I think he'd really enjoy that. He really likes Legos. And so maybe even some Lego Star Wars combinations on uh, something, maybe even thinking like a ink injection onto a black dull Polaroid to maybe look galaxy-like. And then to have a few of the pew pew, like the red little laser Legos going across it. That'd be fun. So just thinking of holiday ideas and having fun with that. Again, I, I just feel like whenever there's a reason or an excuse to take a Polaroid or to make a manipulation, I am almost more motivated to do it and accomplish it versus when it's for myself. That's my focus on right now. Mmm, many great holiday ideas in your future, Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. We will be back with more instant community news next Monday, November 16th. If you like what you hear, please rate and review us, especially on Apple Podcasts. Your positive feedback will help our podcast grow. As always, we love hearing from you. So drop us a message and interact with us on Instagram at Passion Through Polaroids. Chippa.